Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I I have to tell you, I want to thank everybody out there for supporting the show. I mean, I'm hearing from more of you than I ever have, and I'm thrilled. Uh, many of you have given us feedback about where you want us to go and how quickly you want us to get there and the kind of guests you want to have on the show, and, boy, we are making it happen for you because that's really why I do this show. I want to I want to welcome all of you to the show. We've got a great show for you tonight. Uh some amazing information. You know, I get to talk to really some of the coolest people and I learn so so much. And I have to tell you, I have done close to 3000 shows. I have never done a show with the topic that we're talking about tonight. And so joining me is Kim O'Neill, psychic and author of Bond with Your Baby Before Birth, How to Communicate with Your Unborn Child. Not only will you hear about Kim's journey, her personal awakening, so to speak, but you're going to be hearing about what it means to actually communicate and listen and be awake and aware. And, you know, the question then becomes, did you know that unborn babies actually communicate with their birth mothers. Well, honestly, I didn't. But at some level, I knew I was trying to say something to my mom. I'm just not sure if she got the message. But joining me here today is, you know, Kim O'Neill, a recently voted Houston's top psychic by Houston Press Magazine. She is the author of How to Talk with Your Angels, Discover Your Spiritual Destiny, the Calling, Journey of a Psychic, and Bond with Your Baby Before Birth. Over 22 years, she has conducted private channeling sessions. And I have to tell you, her list of clients will go on and on and on. Physicians, judges, attorneys, professionals, you name it. Um, police departments, FBI agents, Secret Service. Uh, I'm actually in awe of being able to talk with her. And she has set up an entire platform so that she can take what she's learned, she can take her message out into the world so that all of us can be demystified by the gifts that we have. And so I'm so thrilled, I'm so honored to bring Kim O'Neill to the Dr. Pat Show. And Kim, I want to thank you so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the show. Oh, Dr. Pat, thank you so much. I'm a big fan of yours, and so it's just a pleasure and a privilege and an honor for me to be here. Boy, I'll tell you, I don't know where to start with you. <laughs> Let me start at the beginning, so to speak. Um, there's a lot for us to talk about, but I always like to talk about personal stories. You know, you've had a number of challenges in your life. You've had a, a number of, of different things that you've had to move beyond and overcome. And I wanted to ask you, what are some of those obstacles? What are some of those challenges, Kim, that you had to to move beyond, to bring you to this very moment? Well, like everybody else, um, I had a very challenging childhood, and I, I think like, like most other folks. And I believe that we come to the earthly plane to do two things, Pat. First of all, to 
evolve and to learn a few things while we're here, and second of all, to to get to a point where we can start making a difference in the lives of other people. And, and so I've come to believe that when we arrive, you know, on the earthly plane and we we go through our childhood, that we are faced with certain challenges that we are supposed to learn from. Mm. And in my childhood, um, I, it was a wonderful learning experience. I had um, an alcoholic father who was also abusive and um, a mom that was kind of codependent. And and so I grew up watching that kind of behavior. And so that, that really taught me a lot about standing up for myself and being independent and empowered and and really making some choices when I was still a child about what I was going to do when I was grown up. And all the while I had my angels are with me. And like all children, I was very psychic and very intuitive. And my angels would talk to me. And then by the time I got to be in my in my teens, it was sort of embarrassing, and and none of the other kids were talking about their angels, and so they were making fun of me, and I I turned it off by ignoring what my angels were continuing to tell me, and so by the time I got into my late twenties, I was in a really bad position. I was married to my second husband. I was miserable. We were in a business together that was failing, that was going uh, out of business. Um, we had an incredible mountain of bills. We were losing clients. Um, I had no girlfriends, no children, and actually my husband and I were going through a divorce at the time, and I just felt lost, and I was certainly not in my life's work, and I was just lonely and miserable, and I didn't know where to turn. So one day... I was sitting at my desk, and it was after hours. Everyone else had gone home, and it was about uh-huh. 8 o'clock at night. And I, I started sobbing, and, and I said, please, someone help me. I'm, I'm, I'm just desperate. And I just said that to no one in particular. I just cried out. And, and then after I, I, you know, dried my tears, I went home, like usual, and got my Chinese carryout on the way and, and um, sat with my, my cat eating my carryout. And, and suddenly, suddenly, to my great astonishment, an angel appeared in my little living room in my apartment. My husband and I were already separated. And I, I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. I really did because I was a very pragmatic executive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't given to flights of fancy, and I, I didn't know about psychics or, or, you know, angels. I certainly never thought angels spoke to human beings ever. Uh-huh. And um so he, he started talking to me and, and uh, convinced me that he was real, and he started giving me information about things that were going to happen. And lo and behold, they did happen. And so he he helped me develop my faith in him, and then he reminded me how he was around me when I was a child. And he started helping me pull myself out of that black hole I had dug for myself. And um, um, about four years later, I, I started my own channeling practice, and that was 22 years ago. And I've never looked back, and I've been able to accomplish a lot of my dreams, including getting published. That was always a dream of mine. And so these days, what I like to do, Pat, is help other people connect with their guardian angels because I know the great benefit that it was to me and how it has helped me, even in you know rough times that I have now, um, it, my guardian angels have always been there for me, and they always give me information that's very pragmatic, that's very realistic, that that gives me direction so that I can move forward, so that I'm not spinning my wheels, so that I'm not confused or clueless or scared or concerned. And if there was ever a time on the earthly plane when 
everybody really needed to communicate with their guardian angels so they could find out who they are, where they're going, what they could be doing, how they can make their heart and soul sing, what kind of quality of life they can develop. This is the time because oh my God. so many it, this is you know, so many, the time. Are, it, well, a lot of folks, you know, are concerned about losing their homes, losing their jobs, mm-hmm. and those, and and then other folks are are asking themselves, you know, how much longer do I want to stay in the job I'm in, and <laughs> and I'm not all that happy where I am, and and what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Is it frivolous to leave a job that's secure just because I've grown out of it or don't like it anymore? And so what I've devoted my life to the last 22 years is conducting private sessions to give people direction directly from their guardian angels so that they get an idea of what their gifts, talents, and abilities are, what their life's work is, whether or not they have a soulmate coming into their life and when. And one day I was conducting a private session for a client who was pregnant. This is very shortly after I became a professional psychic. And I'm talking to her and she's asking questions about her life's work. So we're talking about her career. And Pat, all of a sudden I heard, tell my mommy, that I'm a little girl, that I want my name to be Elizabeth, and I'm going to grow up to be an attorney, and that I picked her as a mommy from all the mommies in the world because she's going to be supportive and encouraging and because we're soulmates. Wow. And I repeated that to my client, and she gasped, and she said, oh, Kim, is that my baby? And I said, that's what she says. And my client said, well, but that's been going through my head for the last couple months. You mean I've been hearing my baby? And then it, you know, I laughed because it made so much sense to me. I had girlfriends who who had gotten pregnant. I I wasn't, you know, I didn't have children at that time. But I always had girlfriends who were pregnant, and whenever we'd go out, they'd always be rubbing their tummies and talking to their babies. And I thought, well, well, why wouldn't the baby talk back? (laughs) You know, if our guardian angels can speak to us and our departed loved ones can speak to us, why not our unborn babies? And this is so interesting, Kim. You know why? Because it really opens up the door for a conversation about what communication is and what it isn't. You know, don't you think we're so ingrained that communication is about you and I talking in this language or any other language, and that's what it is. And yet what you're talking about is, you know, some people say more expansive, more evolved. And honestly, we're not really saying that. I mean, the fact that there are messages that are being sent to a mother from an unborn child, you know, at some level it's going to surprise people. At other levels, it makes so much sense. You know what I mean? I do. And with with the people that, that are wondering, hmm, I wonder about <laughs> this, what what I would suggest to them is this. I, I believe that the brain is like a parachute. It works best when it's open. And, you know, I never thought about it before either. It never occurred to me until that unborn baby started talking to me, uh, you know, asking me to pass along messages to her mother. And then the mother confirmed that she had been hearing that inside of her head. And so what what I've learned in the 20 years I've channeled is that about I, – I, feel that I've learned that about 85% of everything that goes on inside of our head is either information from our guardian angels or it is a dialogue with our unborn babies, those those men and women who are going to be parents. So, you know, a lot of folks will say, Kim, 
okay, listen, is there something wrong with me? This happens a lot in my workshops. Is there something wrong with me? I'm always talking to myself. There's always this dialogue going on inside my head. And I say, no, this is marvelous because that is an actual dialogue between you and your guardian angels or your unborn babies. So the key is to to just consider the fact that, or, or the possibility that one can communicate in a two-way dialogue with a spiritual being and then learn how to listen, learn how to hear everything that they're so eager, so keen to share with us because it's all about improving our lives and helping us reach our full potential. Well, and, and uh, this is the conversation, baby. Kim. I mean, isn't this a conversation that so many people want to hear right now? I mean, you know, this is what your work is about. You know, it's about living to our full potential and, you know, being able to share this story. I mean, I love your story because, on the one hand, you come from corporate America, so do I. On the other hand, both of us have left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for some reason or another, we have left. You know, Elvis has left the building. And, exactly. yet <laughs> and, and yet here we are. We've said yes to something, uh, and probably in very non-traditional ways. We're taking our message out there. You know, for you, I, I, I want to talk about the book. And before we do, I want to ask you a question about what you say to people to inspire them to have the courage to actually listen to that voice. That's the key, mustering the strength and courage. And and I, I think it's all about faith and mustering the courage to take risks. And I... Often in a private session, uh, one of the questions that's most frequently asked is, what is my life's work? You know, I, I know I'm not in it now, but I, I don't know what it is. I know it's not what I'm doing, but I don't know what it is. So when their angels relay information about their life's work, they also relay information to an individual about how they're going to get into it, that moving through transition requires courage, no question, but it's sort of like eating an elephant. You know, we're going to do it one step at a time, one bite at a time. Uh-huh. It's, it's, we're not expected to, to reinvent, you know, our entire selves overnight. And so it makes it so much simpler and easier if we are communicating with our angels and asking, okay, what should I do this week to move my life forward? So I recommend that people sit down with a notebook and a pen for half an hour once a week and simply listen to what pops into their mind, and their guardian angels will provide them information about what they can do that week to move their life forward. So if we look at it in smaller increments, like a week's time, and we think, well, can I possibly do these things this week? Well, by golly, I bet I can because I took a risk by, you know, getting my first job. I took a risk by, you know, getting married or getting divorced or, you know, we're always taking risks. And to reach our full potential is just a matter of learning what our destiny is. And to reach that destiny, it does take courage. You are mm-hmm. right. And I, I think... One of the biggest things is giving up that notion that we need other people's endorsement, approval, permission, acknowledgement before we act, before we take our risks, before we start a path that we know is right for us. If we 
give up that notion of wanting other people's endorsement, approval, permission. I think that buys us freedom on the earthly plane, and it allows us to move forward so much easier. And and I'm sure that you relate to that, Pat, and oh, yeah. the transition that you did. Oh, yeah, there's no question about it. And I know our listeners are relating to it. I want to just uh, remind everyone, those of you that are just tuning in, first of all, let me welcome you to the show. And I'm having an amazing conversation with Kim O'Neill, psychic and author of Bond with Your Baby Before Birth. I know there are those of you out there that are thinking, wait a minute, I want to have a conversation. I want to call in. I want to talk to Kim, and I'm going to tell you how you can do it. Very easy. We've got a bunch of new phone lines here at, at the station. So give us a call at 888-815-9756, 888-815-9756. And we will put you in the queue so that you, you, can, you can have a chat with Kim and find out what's going on. Those of you that are out there that may be expecting carrying a newborn, um, I'm sure you're going to find it especially interesting to join in on this conversation. You know, I wanted to ask you, first of all, again, let me thank you for for joining the show today, Kim. I, I mean, it's I've been so looking forward to this conversation because I, I kind of jokingly said at the top of the hour, you know, I know I was trying to tell my mom something, but, you know, I don't think she was listening. And I think at some <laughs> level I believe that. And, you know, I want to kind of talk to you about it from, you know, the, the another perspective while the phones are being picked up. Uh, one of the perspectives is here I am and, you know, now I'm born and yet I have this, this sense that there's this bond I have with my mother that I can't explain. And I wanted you, I wanted to hear from you, you know, what that relationship's like. You know, how can an unborn, uh, unborn baby tell you know, uh, his or her mother, you know, something, something that maybe not the medical profession doesn't know, something that maybe, uh, you know, the nurse doesn't know, something that the nutritionist doesn't know. How does this work? Because in our society, we don't look at our children as having any intellect, let alone intuition. You know what I mean? Exactly. We, we look at them as a blank slate, which is... Um, unfortunate because uh, if if one believes in the process of reincarnation, then we subscribe to the philosophy that we come into each lifetime with an existing level of enlightenment and we're here to improve upon that. And I believe that children are the most intuitive beings on the on the planet, and and I think they choose us as parents because they feel we can help them reach their full potential and they choose us as parents because they feel they can help us as teachers. And, you know, part of this is sort of this knowing and understanding. You know, how is it that we do come to know and understand? And the reason that I'm asking you that question is because people listening to this show, we're basically giving them a crash course in this. And the reason I say that is we're giving them a course so that you know, every day we're on this planet, we're learning how to be more conscious. We're learning, you know, how to be better in tune. And I think we, I don't think we ever really look to our children or even our unborn children um, for guidance. I, I, I think um, uh, perhaps um, in in previous years we we have not, and and. Um, uh, we can receive information from our unborn babies 
Uh, and this information, by the way, just pops it into our head, and it, it feels like we're talking to ourselves. That's that dialogue, again, that's going on mentally. Our unborn babies can give us information about when they're going to be born, about what gender they're going to be, about uh-huh. um, their health in utero, our health as mothers, uh, about why they've chosen us as parents. And, and uh, this, is, this is very important. This bonding process, we can begin feeling a closeness with them and a, and a bonding. And when I was pregnant, I went to the bookstore, and I couldn't find any other books about, and I was really surprised, in, in either pregnancy or child care or even new age. I couldn't find another book that told the story of how babies communicate with their birth mothers and um, how valuable that is and, and a step-by-step technique that a woman can employ to improve her level of communication with her unborn baby. In fact, uh, my unborn baby started talking to me before I even conceived. And I was in my 40s, and my doctor had just said, you know, Kim, mm. you know, you, you finally got married, and I'm, I'm so happy for you. But, you know, even as a fertility specialist, I am telling you that the chances of you conceiving in any way are slim to none. And I got hysterical, and I'm out in the hallway at my doctor's office. I'm out in the hallway, and I'm crying. And I heard, Mommy, I'm going to come to you. I promise I'm going to be a little boy. I promise I'm going to come. I promise you're going to get pregnant and and give birth without any problem at all. And I promise, I promise. And I thought, well, oh, my gosh, my doctor doesn't think I can. And I'm hearing this voice inside my head that's telling me I can. And, And my baby said, well, you have a choice. You can believe me. Or you can believe the doctor, as wonderful as he is. If you believe the doctor, you may never make this happen. If you believe me, you are going to have a baby. Oh. And I thought, you know, here's a risk, a huge risk. Oh. But I thought, like every risk, you, you have to weigh the benefits, the advantages. And I thought, you know, it's my dream to have a baby. And so I've got everything to gain and very little to lose. And so I, I, I took the risk. And you know what? I had two children, a girl and a boy. Uh, well, the boy was born first, but two children at 44 and 45 with no fertility help, no problem at all. And that was my destiny. And if something is our destiny and we learn what it is and we get information about how we can make it happen from our angels, we are going to be successful. It's a really a very simple process. I, I think that happiness comes from remembering what our destiny is and then putting one foot in front of the other slowly to accomplish it. Uh-huh. And uh, feeling that achievement and accomplishment is, is uh, I think, part of the secret to happiness. So I remember I kept telling my doctor that, uh, you know, with my prenatal appointments, you know, how big the baby was going to be and what he was going to be born and, <laughs> and that everything was going to be fine. And he kept saying, well, how do you know that? And, and I would say, well, Dr. Schneider, he told me. And the doctor would say, who told you? I said, well, the baby. And he would just look kind of constipated and say, okay. <laughs> but then as time went on and I kept telling him things that turned out to be true, um, he started listening and became quite fascinated with, with the whole topic. And he said, you know, interestingly, all of my patients always talk to their babies, so maybe it's, it's unrealistic to think the babies don't talk back to us. Wow, that, what a breakthrough. You, you need to get an award for that. <laughs> Kim, I want to tell everybody, Kim O'Neill joining me here today. We have a caller. I would love to go to the phone, Kim. I think we've got people backed up waiting to talk to you here. Why don't we go to the phones and see who we have? Who do we have on the line? Is that Jane from Seattle? Yes, it is. 
Hi, Jane. I want you to meet Kim. Hi, Jane. Hi, Kim. Glad you called in. I'm, ex- I'm good. I'm I'm expecting right now, and um, kind of funny. Um, my um, my fiance um, about we have a three and a half year old now, but my my fiance um, right about the time um, that we right after my daughter was born. Um, he he was working on you know in a sales position and he he had gone out for for drinks with some of his friends and and, and there was a lady that approached him at a um at at the bar where they were at and and told him that the the spirit of of a boy um the strong spirit of of a boy was trying to you know come into our family and that we you know we were we were going to have a boy next and that um and that you know the boy was saying that and then you know for the last couple of years, um, you know, I, I felt, you know, like I could hear, um, you know, someone. I, did, like, I, I felt a little boy saying, you know, come on, I, you know, I, I want to come, <laughs> you know. And um, I remember thinking, you know, well, and not just thinking, but responding and saying, you know, we're not ready. <laughs> and uh, And then, you know, for the last six months, my daughter has been, Telling me that um, there's a baby in my tummy, and you know, and that you know it's coming, and um, you know every time you know I would tell her, you know, no, there's no baby in my tummy, and and then a surprise, you know, now there is a baby in my tummy, and um, so uh, you know I have no idea if it's a boy or a girl or anything like that, but what I would say is that um, you know this time around, I've really been thinking a lot more about you know, communicating with the baby in my tummy. And I, you know, I, I want to be the best that I can be for this child. Um, and I know that, you know, every relationship, every child that comes is, is it's a different relationship. And I really want to honor that. And, um, you know, I just wondered if you had any advice. As oh, far hey, as that is so well said. And do you realize that this child that has chosen you, has chosen you out of all the millions of women in the world, it's so awe-inspiring to think that our children have chosen us deliberately because they feel that we, unlike any other woman on the earth's plane, will be able to help them to, to a greater extent. It's, it's just an amazing responsibility. You know, Jane, I'm picking up that this is a boy. <laughs> and I'm also picking up that... Um, it, um, you're going to have twins after this. So this is not going to be your, your last child. You're going to have twins after this, and then your family will be complete. I see you and your fiancé getting married. I know, you know, he's your fiancé, but, but I do see you guys right. getting married and spending the rest of this lifetime together very, very happily. And you're going to start a home-based business because you're going to want wiggle room with with the babies. Now, in mm-hmm. regard to this particular pregnancy, um, the the rest of the pregnancy is going to go very well. Uh, I see a vaginal labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's going to be a real, a, a very peaceful labor and delivery. This child is going to be very enlightened. He already has bonded with your daughter, and he has bonded with you and your fiancé as well. It's It's wonderful that you are hearing him. Um, and trusting that it is him. And, you know, at first we think, am I crazy? Am I? But then we keep hearing this, this voice and, and information that proves to be correct. And 
it's fascinating because I have a lot of stories in my book about children, you know, existing children on the earthly plane, who will go to their moms and say, Mommy, a new baby's coming. And the mom will say, No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not planning on that. Or, No, mommy's not going to have a baby. And then lo and behold, a month or two months or three months later, the mom is pregnant. And often a child will say, Well, it's going to be a boy or I'm going to have a sister. And then lo and behold, it is. And we, we ask ourselves, How do they know that? Well, they didn't. The baby told them. So we have all kinds of what I consider proof that this phenomena is, is based in reality. That is that, so Jane, interesting. That's very I, exciting. I, 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 that is so interesting. I, I just have to say because my daughter, you know, I, I asked her, I asked her, you know, is, is it going to be, a, you know, do I have a boy or a, a girl in my tummy? And, or, you know, she always says, you know, that she wants a sister. But I say, what if, what if, what if it's a boy? And she says, well, you have two babies in your tummy. She tells me that all the time. And what's really interesting is that she's been telling me for, you know, at least six months that I was going to have a baby in my tummy, and, and now it's happening. And now she's telling me that I'm going to have two babies in my tummy. Oh and my it's God. really it's interesting true. that you're telling me that because my daughter has started to tell me that more recently that I am going to have two babies in my tummy. <laughs> and not only that, but I was, uh, um, I was, Using uh, one of those pendulums um, from Dee Wallace, actually, um, and she and, and so I was using the pendulum, and I asked the question: um, Do I do I have a, a you know a boy in my tummy? Do I have a, um, a girl in my tummy? And I didn't ask any questions that had to do with timeline, but it told me that I had two babies in my tummy. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. Interesting. And so the twins are coming next, and boy, are they excited to come! <laughs> and they're going to be here, let's see, uh, let's see, they're coming uh, 2011, very early wow. 2011, like they're going to be Aquarians. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then your family will be complete, and I'm, I'm hearing from your angels, Jane, that you are a terrific mom, and mm. that your daughter is very happy, very secure, and she's quite the little independent one, isn't she? Very independent, very empowered. Mommy, I'll do it myself. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And she's always going to be very close to her daddy. You guys are always going to be very close, you and she. But she's a very special relationship with her daddy. And that is marvelous because it's going to allow her terrific relationships with men. Hmm. So the reason that your daughter shows you as a mom is because you're always helping her with her self-worth and self-esteem and her levels of confidence. You can do it, honey, and you're wonderful, you're incredible, and, and you're terrific, and, and I love you, and it, it doesn't occur to her there's anything she cannot do, and she's going to grow up that way thanks to you. Thank you. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, that's thrilling. Oh, congratulations. Wow, Jane, did you Have think you were going to get uh, that much information? What was that? Did you think you were going to get that much information with the single call? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, all I can say is what a gift um, that you have, Kim, and what um, what a gift to be able to share with other people. Wow. Oh, really, you're sweet. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And let me mention to all the listeners out there that, that I, you know, I don't really consider this any kind of a special gift that I have, we all have a channeling ability, and it's just a matter of practicing. I don't think anybody is is 
you know, has more potential than anybody else. We all have guardian angels, and, and you know, those of us who, who are have a destiny to be parents, we've got more babies speaking to us. And so all of us can develop our ability, and uh, I, I believe that we're all as intuitive as one another. But, Jane, thank you. That, that's so sweet. Keep in mind, don't, don't forget about that home-based business. You're going to be happiest as an entrepreneur. There you go. And, Jane, yeah, we're actually going to give you a copy of the book. We want to make sure you get a copy of the book because, well, it sounds like you're going to need it. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. And um, and so I just I will feel differently now um, as I'm um, as I'm communicating with the baby um, mm. that is. And Jane, let me let right me give now. you a real quick tip. Um, let me let me um, make a suggestion. Once a week, grab a notebook and a pen, and sit down and just listen to what's popping into your mind. And when you are inundated with all of these mental thoughts, or they'll feel like mental thoughts, ask, is it the baby, or is it my, are you my guardian angels? And just jot down what they're telling you. The more you simply practice listening like that, the more you're going to expand your intuitive ability so that you're accessing a lot of information, which is, is really going to benefit you. And, and you can practice also by um, channeling for your daughter, your fiancé, so um, and I'm hearing you have a sister or a best friend. I have a sister. Mm-hmm. Um, you can amazing. practice channeling for her as well. So we we can build our ability by practicing, and that's all you need to do. Grab a notebook and a pen. Sit down once a week for half an hour. Find a quiet place so you're not distracted, and just listen to what's popping into your head. It's as simple as that. And when Good you say congratulations, sister or your fiance or your daughter. Um, um, you know, because I'm new to this, what does that mean? Okay, that means that that you can grab your notebook and pen, and you can have your your little girl sitting there, your fiance, your sister, and you can say, you know, I'm going to get information for you from your angels. What would you like to ask? Mm, very good. Wow, thank you. Very good. Excellent. You know, coming from that corporate background, I I believe in us being kind of goal-oriented, and so, you know, many of us have questions that we would love answered, such as, what is my life's work? Am I ever going to meet a soulmate? How can I improve my levels of abundance? Um, Why did I get a divorce? Uh, Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Um, Et cetera, et cetera. You know, why did I have the car accident, or why did I lose my job, or there's always reasons for everything, and if we know what the reasons are, I think it helps us accept them and move on and really acknowledge how well our life is going. I was just talking to somebody earlier today in a private session, and he was saying, you know, he's an entrepreneur. He's got his own business. He's in uh, Maryland. And he said, I lost a big account. And the guardian angel said to him, we think uh, we deserve a modicum of thanks. And there was a long pause, and then he burst out laughing, and he said, I understand what my angels are saying. They were my most difficult clients. And so often things happen, they always happen for our best benefit. If we know what that benefit is, it allows us to move forward and feel a lot happier about things. Wow, There you go, Jane. Boy, I tell you, you've got a lot to think about and do. I know. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to make sure you have Kim's website. That's very, very important because a lot of things on her website, including the opportunity to participate in a monthly drawing. So if you go to www.kimoneillpsychic.com, that's kimoneillpsychic.com, 
you're going to be able to get lots of information and also a copy of her book. Jane, thank you so much for calling into the show. Kim, we talked about a lot. That was a great call, wasn't it? Oh, she is so enlightened and so aware. And uh, Dr. Pat, if I can also mention, um, on my website, I, I, as you mentioned, host uh, a drawing every month for a free one-hour telephone channeling session. But I also have a newsletter, an e-magazine that is free that I send out. I was just working on it uh, before the call, as a matter of fact, and I'm going to be sending it out in, in a week or two, and it's completely free, and it's chock full of all kinds of information. And so if if any of your listeners want to get that uh, uh, e-magazine, all they've got to do is uh, register on my site, and I'll send that to them completely for free. All right. We'll make sure everybody gets a, gets that website. As a matter of fact, we'll have to put that in our newsletter this weekend so they know that as well. You know, Kim, I wanted to talk to you about the book because, you know, you mentioned that there are lots of stories in the book. And I, and I want to take a minute um, to have you share some of those stories so that folks can get a sense of what, you know, what your book is about and why this is such a powerful message right now. Oh, I would love to do that. Oh my gosh! If, if uh, well, I have I have three that that really come to mind. Depending on the amount of time we have, the first story is is one of my favorite. It's so sweet. It's uh, a quick story. There was a, uh, a client of mine named Susan, and um, she lives in Louisiana, and she was pregnant with her second child, and she was about eight months pregnant, and couldn't figure out if it was a girl or boy, and was thinking it was a girl because she couldn't think of any boys' names. And she, girls' names, you know, would flood into her head, but she didn't know if she was thinking of that, you know, if that was her head or, or if it was a little girl that, that was trying to give her information, an unborn little girl. And so before she went to bed one night, she said to the baby, would you please tell me what your gender is and please tell me, uh, what you want your name to be because I'm, I'm getting a little stressed and I want it to be what you want. So she went to sleep and almost immediately she started dreaming and she, she saw in her mind's eye, in her dream, that she was driving in a car, and she found herself in this old-fashioned, really nostalgic-looking town, and the town was completely empty. All these colorful buildings with window boxes, and it was completely empty, and she thought in her dream, that's funny, you know, I'm the only one in the town. And then in the distance, she saw a little boy on a red flyer bicycle, and he was seriously pedaling toward her, waving and waving, trying to get her attention. And he stopped very close to her, and then she stopped the car, and he waved at her a big smile, and she said he looked like Opie from uh, the Andy Griffith show. Uh-huh. And he spun around on his bicycle, and he pointed in back of it, and then there, there was this little license plate that said Eric on the bike. So she woke up from the dream, and she awakened her husband, and she said, Honey, I know I just dreamt about our son. I know it. And he wants his name to be Eric. Well, when the baby was born and, and she heard, it's a boy, she was so excited and she was in tears and she said, I knew it, I knew it. And they named him Eric and she said that now he's nine years old and he is the spitting image of the boy in her dream. Oh, you're now, kidding. Second, My goodness. No. Now, the second story is is a story about something that you brought up a little while ago. How can an unborn baby have information that a doctor cannot know? Right. Well, one of one of my um, contributors in the book was this gal who was a mail carrier, and she had an 18-month-old and a six-year-old, and she was a single mom, and she got pregnant, and she went to um, uh, for one of her prenatal appointments, and they did an ultrasound, and the doctor was horrified to find that 
it appeared that the baby's kidneys were growing outside of the baby's body. And so immediately that OBGYN sent her to uh, a, a high-risk OBGYN who took another ultrasound and found the same thing. And so that doctor said, you know, you, you really, Carol, you, you need to think about aborting. You really need to think about what you're going to do with this pregnancy because if the pregnancy even lasts, um, the baby is going to be significantly challenged and is not going to live very long. And so you need to really think about this. And Carol went home, took some time off work, and she just thought and thought and thought about it, was horribly upset, as, as we can imagine. And one day she was sitting there. It was like the second day she had off. And she heard, Mom, I'm going to be okay. I'm fine. Trust me, I'm going to be fine. And she knew that was the voice of her unborn baby, and she knew it was going to be a boy. And so she went back to the doctor and said, I'm keeping the baby. And the doctor tried to talk her out of it. She said, I'm keeping the baby. I know the baby's going to be fine. And the doctors argued, well, there have been two ultrasounds done by two, you know, very experienced physicians. Uh-huh. And the woman's face was unshakable. So she gave birth, and the baby was perfectly healthy. And that boy is now 13 years old, 6 feet tall, and he's just perfectly fine. And that took an amazing amount of courage. But she chose to listen to what the baby was telling her, and she just knew what she heard. Don't you think, Thank you. you know what I'm really struck by? Don't you think that we are getting bombarded with messages to help guide us along the way in our lives, right? <laughs> Every minute. All the time. And we, we are get just not paying attention. Exactly. We get the messages at night when we're sleeping in the form of dreams. We get the messages all during the day as we're going about our daily routine. I call that on the fly. And we get these messages, but the only thing is during the day, you know, we're pretty distracted. Many of us, you know, are are newly defining the term (laughs) multitasking. And so a lot of the messages that we're getting from spirit kind of falls between the cracks. So What we need to do that once a week for half an hour is find a quiet place and give them half an hour of our undivided attention so we can really listen to what they're trying to tell us. I will promise all of your listeners that they have guardian angels and perhaps unborn babies desperately trying to give them information that is really going to help improve their lives. Let me ask you a question because we didn't talk about this, Kim. Um, Is it possible that an unborn child... It has a message not for the mother, but for somebody that the mother knows, so to speak. You know what I mean? Very good question. Uh, an unborn baby can have a message for uh, the father, for a, a sibling that's already born on the earth, uh-huh. home, for an uncle or an aunt, for a grandparent, for someone the mother works with, uh, for the doctor who's going to deliver the baby. So absolutely, positively, that's an excellent question. Well, you know, and it's kind of interesting. We get bombarded by uh, so many messages during the day, Kim. And, you know, obviously you have become masterful at, you know, at paying attention and, more importantly, interpretation. Sometimes, um, I guess, folks believe that the messages don't come through so clear. For example, you know, we don't always hear the exact words, okay, I want you to get up and I want you to apply for that job. You know, You know what I'm saying? Is there, or do we, do we get messages that clear and then we confuse the issue because we don't really believe we're hearing it? Okay, those are actually two very good questions. Uh-huh. First of all, uh, uh, we are 
rest assured that, that we're, we're all getting the information. It's mm-hmm. all popping into our head uh, for each one of us. The thing is, though, um, we discount it. We discount it. Number one, some people aren't aware that their angels are consistently talking with them. Number two, uh, a lot of people who believe in angels, and by the way, 200 million people believe in angels. Uh, says a recent Gallup poll, 200 million Americans believe in angels. But they may not understand that angels can talk with them. So a lot of people chalk uh, up their, you know, what they hear inside their head as head talk. And so, you know, do we always trust in our head talk? No, nor should we. So once people understand, that, and that's why I wrote my book, How to Talk With Your Angels, once people understand that they've got angels, and that those angels are always talking with them, and that those angels are dedicated to helping them reach their full potential, then they start listening in a different way. And then the question is, okay, how do I differentiate between what is coming from my head and what is coming from my guardian angel? That's real simple. It's a matter of sitting down once a week with that notebook and pen and asking a question such as, uh, how secure is my job at ABC Company? That's just a suggestion. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that pops in your mind is coming from your guardian angels. And that information is going to come flooding inside your head in about five to ten seconds. You don't have to meditate. You don't have to do anything before you sit down to ask these questions. And and someone can can channel for themselves. Channeling is the ability, by the way, to communicate with spiritual beings made up of guardian angels, our departed loved ones, and our unborn babies. And so some people find it easier in the morning. Some people find it easier around lunchtime. Some people find it easier at night. And what folks need to do is just try different times of day to see when they receive more information than at any other time. So when that, you know, they ask their first question, when they're sitting down in that quiet place just listening and they get the information, something pops in their head, the the key is to say at that time, is this one of my guardian angels or is this my head? And then they'll hear, oh, it's one of your guardian angels or it's your unborn baby. There'll be an actual dialogue. Now, Pat, you asked another question. Yes. What if we get conflicting information? So let's say you ask me a question about, let's say I'm one of your guardian angels, Pat. Okay. Okay, now, I am going to have a dinner party, kind of a frivolous question, but I'm going to have a dinner party. (laughs) And uh, should I make a hot dessert or a cold dessert? And and the guardian angel say, uh, and I say both. And you think, okay, how can that be? Well, it could be a hot fudge Sunday. Oh, I remember when uh, during the presidential election, um, when Gore was running against Bush, and uh, everyone kept asking me in my workshops and seminars, who's going to win? Who's going to win? And I said, I-, I would keep getting the information both. And I thought, um, that's impossible. And I kept hearing it over and over and over, and the audiences would look at me as if, huh, what? And they, the guardian angel kept insisting both. And then, lo and behold, at the election, one won the popular vote, the other won the electoral vote. And so yeah, there you go. Won. Well, I mean, and this is really, you know, a part of really being willing, Kim. What I hear you saying is we have to be willing to explore the question a little bit and then explore the answer. Um, you know, we live in such a society that if anything takes more than five seconds, we're mo- you know, we're moving on. And, and, you know, we have to actually be at this place where we at least take a minute to ask the question. Here's, the qu- here's what I want to ask you. A lot of people, especially being brought up in certain ways of thinking, 
believe that getting answers has to take a long time. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. We've we've been taught in some circles that if you don't sit and meditate for four hours a day, you're not going to get the message. And yet now we're finding that the messages are always here. What's the answer? I know it's not a one-size-fits-all, but aren't you really referring to a real paradigm shift here? Um, I, in regard to channeling, um, someone can literally sit down and immediately begin asking questions and accessing information 24 uh-huh. hours a day. Okay. Any time of day that they want. And, and if someone, the shift is this. If, if someone can, uh, muster the faith, to believe that they have guardian angels and that those guardian angels are going to speak with them and that they themselves can access the information simply by listening to what's popping into their mind, that is a big shift. Uh-huh. Wow. Yes. Wow. Um, meditating, I think meditating is great, but do you have to meditate to channel? Absolutely not. I think that's um, the confusion, though. I think this is kind of, you know, this has been actually confusion in the spiritual world and, you know, spiritual circles. And I think we're getting some more information uh, about this and, and, you know, kind of growing up during the 60s, you, you know, we talked a lot about meditation and a lot about being present and I, I love that idea. People are finding it in yoga. They're finding it in whatever way they can. I think the confusion has been over time and I think people such as yourself, you're really clarifying things for us to say, you know what, the answer is there. It does require on our part to prepare ourselves to receive it. I think that's what I'm hearing you say. Uh, yes, and uh, yes, the the reason um, I'm not a believer in hours and hours of meditation a day, who's got that amount of time? Well, <laughs> you know, who's got that? You know, a lot of us um, are working. A lot of us uh, have husbands or families, and... Uh, I remember meeting girlfriends for dinner before I got married and had children. And I remember us, we were all working women and talking about, oh, my God, we're so busy. Aren't we busy? Oh, my God. How do we, you know, we're juggling, we're multitasking. You know what, Pat? I didn't know from busy until I got married and had children. So now I I have a career and my children. And so the time to meditate, I don't have time sometimes for the energy to wash my face before I go to bed. I used to accessorize and exfoliate, you know. (laughs) You know, it's really funny that we're talking about this, Kim. My grandmother said to me once, and I'm sure, you know, you've had grandparents. My grandmother said to me once when we were all whining about not having any time, and, you know, pretty good whining about not having any time, and she stood up in kind of this broken Italian accent, and she she kind of looked at all of us and she she shook her hand. Actually, actually, it was the wooden spoon from the, the spaghetti sauce, and she was shaking the wooden spoon and she said, "You don't even know what it means not to have time. You kids are crazy." And she went on and on and on because, from her point of view, and think about this, the way that our parents and grandparents lived. They had to live and breathe, generally speaking, not everybody, but generally speaking, they had to live and breathe and do everything by hand. And so it's kind of interesting, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, 
My my grandparents didn't have a dishwasher. They didn't have a disposal. <laughs> they didn't have a washer and dryer. They didn't have a car. Um, I mean, my grandmother cooked three meals a day. Everything was homemade. Um, you know, and she worked full time. Uh-huh. So right. Um, I, it, it is funny that that we think of ourselves as so um, overwhelmed sometimes. But but I think in this day and time, things are moving forward so quickly. They're moving forward. The world moves so much faster, I would argue, than it did in our parents' or grandparents' day. And, um, you know, we've got so many tasks and and so much to keep up with that um, I think a lot of us are asking, you know, how come I feel so burned out? How come I feel Mm -hmm. so uh, tired? And, And I think generally we don't spend enough time or we don't give any time to uh-huh. personal time in recharging, especially we women are particularly neglectful about <laughs> spending time giving back to ourselves. We can do a whole so, show on that in itself. Um, you know, and the question I think, that this has been a great, I, I loved spending this time with you, Kim. First of all, let me thank you for being here. And let's take a minute to give out your website again before, you, you know, all of a sudden the show's over. Oh, thank you very much. It's KimO'NealPsychic.com, and O'Neill is spelled O-N-E-I-L-L. And uh, please register, and uh, you'll be entered into um, a monthly drawing, and then also for the uh, e-magazine. I also conduct a a monthly teleseminar where people can um, call in with uh, two or three questions, and, and I will answer those questions in a teleseminar setting. So that folks can, number one, you know, ask just one or two questions without a full session, and they can hear the information either over the phone or through their computer, which is so convenient for folks. Oh, yeah. And, Pat, I, I just, you've just been such an amazing interviewer, and your questions have been so enlightened, and it's just been such an honor and privilege to be here. Well, I hope you'll come back. Um, oh, I, I hope you'll come back to the show. I mean, we certainly have lots of times that we're on. I wanted to ask you, Kim, in closing, what is your personal message for our listeners today? My personal message is a message of faith and hope, regardless of where your life is right now, regardless of how hopeless you might be feeling or depressed or uncertain. Know that you are here to make a difference on the earthly plane. You are here to make a difference in other people's lives. You are here at the epicenter of your own ripple effect. And without you, this world is not going to be as joyful and full of light as it can be. Think of your life as something that you're not just supposed to survive. Think of it as a time that you're supposed to spend thriving. And you can thrive by coming to a better understanding of why you're here. What is your life's work? Where is your soulmate? How can you take more time for yourself? How can you build a better quality of life? I would love your listeners, Pat, to know how important they are in this world to the lives of everyone around them and to never lose sight of the fact of how valuable they are and how loved they are by the other people in their lives. Whether the other people acknowledge that or not, sometimes people have a hard time expressing their feelings. So I'd like all of your 
listeners to know how precious and important their lives are and what a difference they alone can make on this earthly plane. Oh, Kim, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you know, very powerful message. We didn't even get to really talk about angels. I hope you'll come back and we'll do that. I know you provided some invaluable insight for Jane who called in, and we're going to make sure she gets a copy of the book. Thank you so much for joining us here today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, and I'd love to come back. Absolutely. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. If you missed any part of the show, you certainly can check it out in the archives. And as Kim said earlier, check out the website. She's got actually several amazing books that you're going to want to check out as well. And you can go to KimO'NealPsychic.com, sign up for the newsletter, be part of the drawing, drawings, all of the above, public seminars, fabulous books. Take Kim on the road with you. Until next week, I want to thank you for tuning in. And I, and I love what Kim said. You know, we're getting information about how to live life full out every minute of every day. Are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to hear your next step being played out for you? And I know you are, or else you wouldn't be listening to this show. I want to thank you for tuning in. For more about us, go to www.thedrpatshow.com or simply Dr. Pat Live. And until next time, remember, you know, you are magnificent. Don't let anyone or anything tell you otherwise. We'll see you next time.